Hey, this is Kyle Papadum. I'm the pastor of Legacy Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this encourages you and helps you experience what God is doing in your life. Enjoy the message. And it says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. This morning I'm calling my message, Speaking of Power. We talk about it so much within the context of church and we're really going to be diving into it today. But we want power in our lives and the way we get that is is the Holy Spirit. And that's what the day of Pentecost today is celebrating. It's all about him coming and giving us power. So really quick, would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, in these moments, we gather under the covering of your name, the name that is above all names, the names that governments and governors bow to the name that the wind and the waves still recognize as the one who shut them down, the name that when mentioned, demons flee and chains break and mountains move. And Father, we are asking that you speak to us today with that power. We open our hearts to hear from you what it is that you want to say. And we say this in your name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, put it in the chat. Say amen. And then why don't you just go ahead and give God your favorite emoji this morning. Let's see him. Maybe it's a flex. Maybe it's a thumbs up. Maybe it's the praise hands or the praying hands. No one knows what this emoji is. Um, One of my favorite days of the year is the 4th of July. It's like my favorite holiday. I don't know why. Christmas is probably my all-time favorite, but the 4th of July is awesome because it's known for good food. It's known for patriotism and being with friends. It's just a great time. Uh, Last year on the 4th, we took Levi for a walk down the neighborhood behind our house. And there's a ton of fireworks going on and people are playing music and they're out eating on the streets and it's just a great time. There's There's a sense of togetherness. And we actually ran into a man who lives right behind us. His name is Tom and he happens to be the coach for the water polo team at Tustin High. It was so cool to tell him, we're starting a church in Tustin. But what I love about the 4th of July is the, is the sense of togetherness, the, the, the anticipation of being with people that you love. And that's really the same sense of anticipation that people had for the day of Pentecost. So the first thing you need to know about the festival of Pentecost was it was celebrating the first of two harvest seasons. In the Middle East, they have two harvest seasons, one in the spring and one in the fall. And this celebration kicked off the first harvest season. People would travel from wherever they were living currently to where they were born to just to be with family. What's really interesting is they would travel during this time because it was actually easy to get from anywhere in the area back to their hometown. Later in the fall season, it was really difficult. to You'd be facing treacherous seas and, and all kinds of other weather conditions. Uh, but this is a huge celebration that they looked forward to every Every single year. The next thing you need to know is there was no work going on. There was no school going on. Kind of like us right now. Everybody shut down just to have a party to get together and celebrate. And finally, the last thing you need to know about the festival of Pentecost was the high priest would offer two loaves of freshly baked wheat bread to God. Come on, praise God for bread. Put it in the chat. What's your favorite kind of bread? I'm curious. I'm a sourdough fan personally. I love wheat. But I I know there's some of you out there that probably like that sticks and twigs bread, the stuff with the nuts and and stuff in it. Um, Anyway, this was a festival 
that they celebrated every year. And it was on this day that God chose to release his power on his disciples. This first outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we found in Acts chapter 2 is not just an outpouring of his spirit and of his gifts, but it was an outpouring of power. Like he gave them the power. He told them, I'm going to do this. Wait here. I'll come and send my comforter to you. And when you receive him, you will receive power. In fact, Acts chapter one says this. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is what Pentecost is about. It's not about eating wheat bread. It's not just about being with family. It's about being together with the Holy Spirit. His power lives in us. It's because of this power that actually we have our values as a church. We have the value of lead with love. We are able to lead with love because of the power that the Holy Spirit gives us. We have the ability to expect the miraculous. It's because of this power that you don't just have to hope for the miraculous. You actually get to expect it because he says, I will give it to you. You will be filled and you will be my disciples. You will walk in the power that I gave you. The miraculous is working through you. So you have the ability to step into your workplace tomorrow morning and you are bringing all of the authority and all of the power that heaven has with you so that you step into that environment and the the atmosphere shifts. What would it look like if us as believers walked everywhere with the knowledge that we are carrying the power of the Holy Spirit, the power that rose Jesus from the grave with us into every single situation? Now, I know there are people in our community right now that are struggling to keep up their faith. They're wondering if what they were experiencing in person was actually really real. Was it, was it really God? Or was it just some extra heavy goosebumps that I felt because the music was good? I want you to know it was God. It was the power of God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's his presence living in us and with us. And he wants to move in and through you like that every single day. Do something with me real quick. Go back in your mind to that day that you first accepted Jesus, that you first felt that freedom that he brings when when he comes into your life. Imagine living with that every single day. That's what the Holy Spirit is inviting us into. And that's what Pentecost is all about. Now, we believe that with Pentecost came a bunch of gifts. The Holy Spirit empowers us to speak in tongues, to give words of knowledge and prophecy. He also equips us for evangelism and hospitality and all kinds of other gifts. We believe in in miraculous healing. All of these things are possible because the Holy Spirit lives with us. He's in us. He's working in us and through us. It's because of this thing that we get to give extravagantly. We get to go above and beyond because God's going to use whatever we give him. His power isn't just affecting us. It's affecting our money. It's affecting our talents. It's affecting our time. And whatever we give back to God, he'll use it. Can you believe that? He will actually take it and use it for his kingdom's glory. And then he'll empower you to do the work as well. One of our other values is actively show compassion. We will show compassion because of the Holy Spirit's power in our lives. We're actually going to do that specifically this week. I want to talk to you real quick about a ministry partner of ours. It's called Convoy of Hope. They set out uh, about 10 weeks ago during the, at the beginning of this pandemic to feed 10 million meals to people across the United States and the world. 
Well, they got back to us and they did it already. They've already served over 10 million meals and they've come to us and said, hey, we wanna serve another 10 million, but it's going to take churches like Legacy coming together, partnering with us to make this happen. I wanna give all of us an opportunity right now to give, but before we do, watch this video. Hi, this is Hal Donaldson of Convoy of Hope with an update on our response to the coronavirus. With your help, our fleet of tractor trailers filled with food and supplies continue to crisscross the nation to deliver help and hope to families hit hard by COVID-19. I'm pleased to report that we've now distributed over 17 million meals on our way to 20 million in more than 40 states. The lines of waiting cars at our distribution sites often stretch more than two miles and so many Americans have lost their jobs. So rest assured, we're going to keep our trucks rolling, meeting as many needs as possible. We're also receiving urgent requests from our program centers around the world, where our international team is responding to the pandemic. Heath Adamson serves as Vice President of International Program for Convoy of Hope. And Heath, so what are we hearing from our international directors? You know how first and foremost, our international directors are telling us this, they are incredibly thankful and grateful for the kindness, the compassion, and the generosity of those who are on the journey with Convoy of Hope. But some of the other things we are hearing are a bit sobering. For example, the World Food Program tells us that it's very possible the fight against global hunger is going to be set back at least 30 years. To put that into perspective, we have already gone from 135 million to 250 million individuals who are facing severe and extreme hunger and even starvation. An additional 500 million individuals are crossing the threshold into poverty simply because of economic consequences related to the global pandemic. But our international directors are also telling us this, all 300,000 of our children in our feeding program, their needs are still being met. It's amazing, we continue to innovate, we continue to create, and in many ways, um, our international team is waking up every single day and asking this question, how can I make the difference in the lives of children all over the world, and how we're seeing that happen. You're giving hope to people in their time of need. God bless. Isn't that incredible? We are so excited about what Convoy is doing and I'm really excited that we get to take part in that. We don't wanna just get so focused that we forget there are people out there that have real needs as well. It's not just Tustin, it's not just Orange County or California or even America. There are so many needs around the world that Convoy helps. We wanna back them, we wanna partner with them and we wanna see God use our money to expand his kingdom all over the world. But we want to help in this project specifically because we believe in reaching the world for Christ. We want to be a part of this incredible ministry. And so here's how you can do that. Go to LegacyChurch.online slash give. I know we already took up an offering, but we're going to do it again because we believe in giving extravagantly. Go above and beyond what we've already done. Go to LegacyChurch.online slash give and in the drop down menu there, you'll see Convoy of Hope. We want to give to that specific need today. Another one of the values that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do is celebrate community. We had the opportunity to feed people in our city and take care of some really practical needs there. And, and we're gonna do more. In fact, this next week, we are going to be doing another outreach. And so look out for some information about that. We want you to be a part. But it is so fun celebrating our community, the community of Tustin, with our community, the community of Legacy Church. I 
look forward to the day that those two are not separate things, that the community of Tustin is the community of Legacy Church. But I want to invite you to be a part of this because this is the power that the Holy Spirit gave us on the day of Pentecost. This is the power that qualifies each of us to preach the gospel to all people. I love that it was prophesied years and years and years and years before Jesus ever came. In fact, the prophet Joel says this in chapter 2, verse 28 and 29. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I want us to be about. We want to be people who are praying. And I wonder when the last time you prayed, God, give me a dream while I'm sleeping or show me a vision while I'm awake. Show me what you want me to do. Pour out your power on me. And I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a few minutes to invite that power into your life. Because I believe it is up to us to invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. And then it's our, also our responsibility to surrender our will, to surrender our lives to that power every single day. What's really crazy about the verse that I read at the very beginning in Acts chapter 2 is if you go down just a couple more verses into verse uh, 40, Peter has just preached the first message after Christ's resurrection. Uh, and, and the crazy thing is he preached it right outside after people were saying, oh, these people who are speaking in other languages, like the verse said, they're drunk. That's all that's happening. Peter comes out and corrects them and says, no, 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 no. they're not drunk. They're full of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is the power of God that's working in their life. This is a beautiful thing. And then he goes on for about 12 verses and preaches the most amazing message. And how do I know it was an amazing message? Because it says this in Acts chapter 2, verse 40. It says, Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all of his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Isn't it interesting that we're in a crooked generation. Like this is not a new problem. The apostles were dealing with this. Jesus was dealing with this. And now we're dealing with this. And I'm coming to you with the same message that Peter himself gave to you. And he says, save yourselves from this crooked generation. The only way we do that is by surrendering our lives to the power and presence of Jesus Christ. Verse 41 says, those who believed what Peter said were baptized. That's another important thing. You need to be baptized. If you have not been baptized in water, Please get a hold of us. We want to do that. Even if it is in quarantine, we'll come to your house. We'll find some water, man. We'll make it happen. But you need to be baptized. This is something that Jesus himself asked us to do. Nay, he commanded us to do it. Those who believed that Peter said, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. Get this, about 3,000 in all. I have never preached a message that brought 3,000 people in one sitting to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But Peter did it. And it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and they devoted themselves to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Now, you may or may not know this, but the book of Acts is like the church planter's dream book to read. It's if everything were to go exactly according to plan, this would be the best outcome possible. That people get saved the first day, your church is at 3,000 people, and then from there, God adds to their number every single day those who are being saved. 
We have prayed that over you, Legacy Church, that we as a community would see people come to know Jesus every single day. And I really do believe we will get there. It's going to take all of us working together as a community to celebrate our community and, and, and to, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, none of this happens. None of this power comes on us. None of, this, none of these events happen without us yielding to the Holy Spirit. This means that you're giving up your ability to override what he speaks to your heart. What would you do if you had that power? Speaking of power, if you had it, what would you do? How would your life look different? If you knew that you were walking into your home, into your family situation, into your job, if you were wrestling with your kids, what would it look like if you knew you were bringing the power and the presence of Jesus Christ into that moment? What would he do? If you want to see that kind of power unleashed in your life, the kind that's described in the book of Acts, if you want the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I encourage you, invite Christ into your life today. Make a decision right now to turn your life over to him. I really do believe this, folks. If we will invite Christ into our lives, and then if we will pray, Father, give us your Holy Spirit and, and pour out your gifts on us. There are so many people in our church that would live with more security. They would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is real, that what he's doing in your life is powerful, that you're going to do that. See, the vision of Legacy Church all along has been for you to experience what God can do through you. He wants to empower you with his power, with his Holy Spirit, and then use you to do it for someone else. How cool is that? What an incredible map of his glory that he's providing for us. But you need to make a decision right now. Is that the kind of power that you want to live with? I'm going to give you an opportunity to say a prayer that will invite Christ into your life to bring power into your life that you can live more like him. This does not mean that all of the bad stuff in your life is going to immediately go away, but I'll tell you what, it does provide hope. And hope is a powerful thing. Think about that problem that you're constantly worrying about. What if, instead of worrying, you expected the miraculous to happen? What if you expected God to show up and move in that situation? He will, if you'll invite him in. So do this with me. Just say, Father, I invite you into my heart. Forgive me for the things that I have done wrong the things that you call sin. Give me your Holy Spirit. Give me your gifts that you provide. If you just said that prayer for the first time, I want to say welcome to the family of Christ. We are so excited that you're a part of that. Now here's the thing. Watch out because God's about to do some crazy things in your life. This is not the prosperity gospel where he's going to flip everything and you're going to get a new car tomorrow. I'm saying you're going to receive power now because Christ is in your life and he's going to work with you, in you, and through you to change the circumstances that are in your life. I really believe that if we will commit ourselves as a community to what the Holy Spirit is doing, we're going to see power unleashed in our congregation, unleashed in our city, and in our, our spheres of influence. Now, those of you who have already been following Christ for a while, Man, thank you for hanging on through that. I want to talk to you for just a second. There is a power in the Holy Spirit that is available to you that we are not currently living in. If you study history at all, you can, you can see patterns. That's one of the greatest parts about having a documented history is you begin to look and see what has happened in the past and, and how have we gotten from there to here. If you look back at the Spanish influenza, which is the closest thing that we have to relate this coronavirus thing to, 
you will see that after the Spanish influenza wiped through the nation, there was an incredible resurgence of the gospel being preached. People were coming to know Jesus by the thousands. There was an incredible revival. So I'm just wondering, are you ready to take place in that? Are you ready to start sharing your faith with people? Are you ready to start inviting people to church with you, even though it's online? I want to encourage you to share this experience on your Facebook page, on your Instagram stories, whatever it takes. Share this with people because people are coming to know Christ because of what we are doing together as a community. But I want to take it a step further than that. Some of you know that I believe in speaking in tongues. I believe this is a critical part of my walk with Christ. And I'm praying with you that you receive that same gift. But I'm not just going to focus on the speaking in tongues. I also want to see the gift of prophecy take place in our church. I want to see healing happen in our church. I know there are people in our congregation right now that need a touch from God. I know there are people that are struggling with diseases that they've been dealing with for 20 years, and they still don't know, God, why am I dealing with this? And for that, I'm asking God to pour out his power on you and on us so that we have the power that he talks about here. It would be a shame for us to celebrate Pentecost Sunday and not ask for these gifts. It says they were all together. And even though we can't be together physically, we are still gathering under the name, under the covering of the name of Jesus Christ. And so since we're together, I want to lead us in prayer. I want to ask that God will begin to pour out his spirit, his gifts on all of us so that we can receive the power that he has for us. And then we have the charge to go into all the world. It said they started in the city where they were, Jerusalem, and then they moved to Judea, and then to Samaria, the outcasts, the people that they didn't really like, and then they went to the ends of the world. We have a responsibility to take this gospel with us. So Father, would you please give us more of your Holy Spirit? Father, pour out your Spirit on us. God, I'm praying right now that people will be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Father, I'm praying for the evidence of prophetic words, for for words of knowledge. God, for healing, would you begin to pour out power on your church? And for those who are struggling to keep their faith up, would would you rise up in them the gift of faith, that they would know that you are powerful, you're handling what you said you're going to handle. And then God, for the people who are struggling with, uh, with physical ailments, would you heal them right now in the name of Jesus? Would you go before us and speak to us so we know what you're doing ahead of time? But then God, I pray that you would pour out the gift of tongues on our church, that people will begin to speak even right now in the gift of tongues, that they would speak things out that only you and them know. Father, I'm so grateful for the blessing and the, and the, the gifts that you've given your church. And what better day to celebrate that than Pentecost Sunday. I pray these things in the powerful and precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us. And special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description below to give now, or you can go to LegacyChurch.online for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, take a screenshot, share it on your social stories, and tag us at LegacyChurchTustin. Thanks again for listening. God bless.